Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Bite Size Cybercrime, the podcast where we talk about data breaches big and small. And today's episode, we're going big. The data breach we will be talking about today is listed as a textbook example of data breaches that lost a lot of money from the company, as well as trust from the consumers. Target is a beloved American retailer that is more expensive than the average American store, at least in my area, but is still revered for its quality. You may have seen jokes or half-jokes online about people going to Target for milk and stepping out with $100 worth of other items. Well, turns out Target could have lost you a lot more money than that in 2013, and not just because you were impulse buying fancy decorations shaped like cactuses. This is one of the first data breaches I ever learned about when starting out in cybersecurity, and it's one of the most infamous alongside LinkedIn, Equifax, and Citibank. Even among people who aren't going into information security, if you've ever taken a business class, you might have even heard of it. So what went wrong? Not a whole lot of information regarding the specifics of this breach is public, so I will be citing some unofficial timelines published by cybersecurity firms. Despite being unofficial, these are still believed to be pretty accurate to the situation. It all started November 27, 2013, when Target personnel discovered evidence that customer data in their databases such as names, addresses, phone numbers, and credit cards were potentially accessed by an outsider. Data from 700 million customers were accessed, and of those, 40 million credit and debit cards were uncovered. Target claims that much of the data stolen is partial, but that doesn't mean fraud can't occur. According to Krebs on Security, a fraud analyst at a major bank independently confirmed that card shops, websites where criminals or the common thief sell stolen credit card information, had credit cards most likely obtained during the breach. Sellers on these sites leave batches of dumps. A dump is credit card information stolen from magnetic strips when you swipe your card, and a dump contains all the information needed to commit credit card fraud. Supposedly, soon after the breach occurred, one of these card shops alerted its loyal customers that a huge batch of fresh dumps was going to drop. And yes, I am phrasing it this way on purpose. Alright, poop jokes aside, the common point of purchase of these credit cards can be examined to find a possible source of the breach. And all of the cards in one of the dumps had been used in Target stores between November 27th and December 15th. A few days before that, on December 13th, Target contacted the U.S. Department of Justice. And then on the 14th, a third-party cyber forensics team was hired to investigate the hack. On the 15th, Target confirmed a breach. So, yes, it appears that even after Target suspected something was up, the databases were still being accessed until a breach was confirmed, and they hopefully shut off access to the network temporarily to resolve the situation. Cybercriminals had installed malware onto the point-of-sales network, allowing it to spread to POS systems in the stores. On the day the malware was being removed from POS systems, the public was still unaware of the situation. The day after that Krebs on Security article I just mentioned, Target fessed up that a breach did indeed occur and they were analyzing the scope. Pins, apparently, were not stolen, but a pin isn't always needed to make a transaction with a debit card, especially not online. On the 20th, Target said that very few credit cards compromised were used in fraudulent activities. So to me, that means some were used fraudulently and more had the potential to be used fraudulently. They offered customers a 10% discount in response. Thanks, Target! JP Morgan and Chase both placed daily limits on spending and withdrawals for debit card customers affected by the breach and began to quickly reissue cards. So at least it was becoming less likely for fraudulently obtained cards to be used. I'm going to backtrack slightly and talk about how Target was breached in the first place. 
How did hackers plant malware on POS networks? It wasn't exactly Target's fault entirely. Fazio Mechanical Services does not provide point-of-sale services for Target. They provide commercial refrigeration for Target. But what is important is that they suffered a breach at the same time they were connected to Target's network. Because Fazio was part of Target's network and their network got breached, the hacker could have easily gone from Fazio's network to Target's network to the POS systems on Target's network and planted the malware that way. Target, of course, is still partially at fault because they did not properly segment their networks. Segmenting a network is separating it logically, so each segment acts as its own little network. Traffic can then be monitored from segment to segment, and it can limit how much a hacker would be able to move across the network undetected. The areas in a network between each segment are like little choke points to put a tool like a firewall that can block incoming traffic or to put straight up intrusion detection or intrusion prevention systems. Intrusion detection systems can alert system administrators that there's some shady activity going on, and prevention systems can directly block certain activities. All things considered, I don't actually think Target did that bad of a job handling the breach. They were very quick to inform the public and investigate as soon as they were aware of the scope of the incident. Time and time again, companies take months or even years to disclose major breaches like this, and Target only took a few weeks after they noticed. You don't want to send the kind of message that you've been breached if you don't quite know what has been breached yet, so it's often necessary to wait a little bit until you can fully figure out the scope of the problem. In these situations, you always want to provide your customers with more information to get them to trust you more rather than less and keeping them in the dark. And sometimes, that just means waiting a few weeks. In response, Target also issued more chip readers at their POS systems, which are more secure than swiping because not all the data can be stolen off a chip in the way it can be stolen off a magnetic strip. If they were just more careful with how their networks were segmented, this could have been prevented entirely. And don't get me wrong, this breach should not have happened, but Target did respond pretty responsibly at the time after they realized the scope of the damage. However, many customers did not feel the same way as I do. Earnings dropped 46% for the retailer giant, but I think it's safe to say Target has mostly earned its reputation back. Ultimately, along with lost earnings, Target agreed to pay $18.5 million to settle claims in 47 states and the District of Columbia. Even though people love and trust Target again, this data breach remains a dark shadow on their history that they will never truly be able to shake off. Thank you to Krebs on Security, Red River, TechCrunch, ZDNet, and of course Target themselves for information provided on this data breach as well as the financial impact of it. And of course, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite Size Cybercrime, and until next time, segment your networks and stay secure.